The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat I will not wear the mask. 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 I will not wear a mask. I will not get the vaccine. I will not get the vaccine. And I will not get the vaccine. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will resist evil. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. I will submit to God. In the Lord, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust, and I will not be afraid. Hear my prayer, O Lord, and let my cry come to you. Do not hide your face from me in the day. For the Lord is the great God, and the great King above Rise all. Rise up, O judge of the earth. Render punishment to the proud. Lord, how long will the wicked, how long will the wicked chime? Righteousness and justice are the foundation of this I hate the work of those who fall away. With my mouth I will make known your faithfulness to all generations. For I have said, Mercy shall be built up forever. Your faithfulness you shall stand. On an instrument of ten strings, on the lute and on the harp, with harmonious sound. For you, O Lord, have made me glad through your works. I will you, triumph Lord, in the works of your are on high forevermore. For behold, your enemies shall perish. All the workers of iniquity shall be scattered. I will defy tyrants. 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 And good day, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. Or use the Bible and the Constitution, not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warned you, warned you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us this morning. If you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com and also SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio and you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the face that's made for radio, head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, and there you're going to see two videos at the top of the screen. The one on the left side is Bradley's show from yesterday afternoon, so if you missed that and you'd like to catch that, you can do so up until 3 p.m. Eastern today, at which time he'll be live in that little area right there. And then on the right side of the page is where we're at. Click on the play button, blow it up on whatever device you've got. Look for the Rumble icon in the bottom right-hand corner. Click on that, and you can join us in the chat on Rumble. Lots of friends over there this morning. Good to see you guys. 
and I'd uh, love to see you over there as well. And uh, we're also streaming live to Rumble at Sons of Liberty Radio Live. That's the channel. And then also on BeforeIt'sNews.com, top of the page there. Thank you to those guys for carrying us in the morning and the afternoon show. And then right up under where we're streaming live is where you can sign up for our email newsletter. This gives you all of the articles uh, that we put out each day at SonsLibertyMedia.com. And um, <clears throat> they're informative and hopefully educational to you as far as knowing what you've got going on around you, uh, that kind of stuff. And, uh, of course, you get Bradley's article when it comes out, like yesterday. This is uh, this is his that he had. Uh, Pedophiles are celebrating. Why are the young people having to defend themselves against these criminals? This is uh, Bradley's latest. We also had, uh, did you hear about the five crypto billionaires that died within weeks of each other? Yeah, that happened right at the end of 2022. I mean, crypto billionaires are a very, very small number. There were only 19 listed in Forbes uh, crypto billionaires in 2022. 19. And here you've got five who died within uh, just weeks of each other. Uh, one, his final tweet exposed the CIA and Mossad for running sex trafficking. That was, I think it was the day before he died. He put that out. Uh, anyway, also, did you guys hear about the SBLC lawyer? I wonder if they'll be labeling themselves a hate group. Um, one of their own attorneys was charged with storming and torching Atlanta's cop city down there. You know where they train the cops? Uh, and somebody tried to justify it saying, well, everybody's free speech shouldn't be stopped simply because one person started a fire. If you see the videos, that ain't one person starting a fire. It's a mess. Uh, also, this credit card company will be tracking gun sales. That's Discover, by the way. The other corporate fascists, American Express, Visa, and MasterCard are lining up behind them. They're going to all start doing this when you buy guns. So if you can get out from out from under that, you need to do that. Also, over the weekend, an attorney who served in the Clinton-Obama administration was part of the 9-11 commission, was killed aboard a jet over New England. Turbulence. She apparently was in there, from what I read, with her family. She's the only one that died. It's a little strange to me. And call me crazy here, but it, sound, it sounds a little strange to me that she's the only one that that happened to. Was she not buckled in and everybody else was? I, I don't know. Uh, we don't have any details on that just yet. Finally, uh, sonslibertymedia.com. If you'd like to help us out and keep us out there doing what we're doing, there's a donate button at the top of the page. Click on that, make a one-time donation. Or you can partner with us monthly as a son or daughter of liberty, and we do appreciate it very much. Now, for you guys on the radio and you guys on the video platforms, I know a lot of you were reaching out to me and saying, hey, there's no show this morning, you know, Monday and then Tuesday. And I appreciate that very much. And those of you who put out for people to pray for me, because uh, I don't know, I don't, I still don't know exactly what happened. But last Wednesday night, Thursday morning, something like that, during the night, um, apparently my eardrum ruptured and um, uh, I had a perforated eardrum. And so um, it didn't hurt at first. And I came in Thursday, Friday's fine. Saturday was starting to become a little painful. And uh, so that's why during the show with Kate, I didn't, I hardly said anything because, and when I said stuff, I felt like it wasn't connecting. Um, so I, there was some cognitive issues that were going on. Uh, I was having a hard time having a little bit of balance uh, at places. And then it started to affect my eyes to the point where literally I was, for those of you on the screen, I, I looked like a, I was probably having a seizure because my eyes would roll up in my head like my eyelids wanted to shut on their own. Like you're, you ever been just dog tired and you don't even realize that your eyes just are clamping down? That's how they were. And I was fighting to keep them open, which just made them ache. 
Uh, so I had that. I had a real sharp pain from my ear going to the back of my eye, and that was really rough. And then I guess because of the swelling and stuff, it affected all down through here and into my neck. It was like it was all the muscles were real tense and swollen. Anyway, long story short, I went Monday. Uh, well, I went to bed like at seven on Saturday. Uh, didn't really get out of bed except for maybe a total of an hour on Sunday. And that was to come in here and make sure the site was uh, set and send the emails out. It was everything I could do to just do that. Because as soon as I saw the the light right in front of me, it just wanted to shut my eyes. And that's, I don't know, it's kind of a bit of a frightening experience, not knowing you can't control a part of your body like your eyes. So, you know, I, I can't imagine what people are like that are, that are paralyzed. That, that must be just so aggravating. Uh, but anyway, uh, a lot of you prayed about that and I appreciate that. I did go to the doctor. They gave me some antibiotics. So I'm on those, um, for a few days. And, uh, just after the first day it was, you know, I started to lose the sharp pain that I had. I used cold compress and that took away the issue on my eyes. They were a little bit light sensitive this morning, but I think that's due to something else. But, uh, <clears throat> we, um, we're able to to come out and work yesterday. I mean, full force. So I'm thankful to God for that. I'm thankful to you guys uh, for keeping me in your prayers. Uh, it was very kind of you. I was telling Lynn this morning and I uh, told the audience with Bradley yesterday, you know, my son, my youngest son, he, uh, he doesn't come and ask you if he can pray for you. He just comes over there and just starts calling to the father. And um, what a blessing to have little children do that just on their own. Just come up and start praying. And um, and afterwards, he said, so, Dad, why do you think that you you get sick like this or something like that? And I said, well, I don't know. I said, most of the time it's so God can slow you down so he'll teach you something or to put his finger on something on you. And he goes, well, I sure hope you do learn quick because I don't want you to be sick. Uh, so the next day he comes to me and he goes, did you find out why God, you know, why, why, why he let you be sick? And. I said, no, not really, not right yet. But I said, I'm sure he'll make it known in his time. So uh, children are precious. They really are. And, uh, you know, the Bible says the kingdom of heaven is like a little child. And uh, boy, can we learn something from children uh, in that manner? Uh, so praise God for that. Uh, thank you guys for your prayers and uh, everything, uh, really, the messages and all. I really appreciate it. Today is a Rotten of the Core Wednesday. And... Uh, as always, we have with us the Common Core Diva, Lynn Taylor. Good morning, Lynn. Well, good morning, everyone. I hope everyone's doing well. Yes, I do have a little bit of a different background today, but that's okay. We've ha had a little bit of a situation in our house, and I had to move my office space. So uh, we'll press on, as they say. Yeah, but it, it looks good. I, I'm, I'm sure some people are, are finding that very interesting that now we go from this bright red background to a sofa with a guitar, and they're probably asking, uh, Lynn, do you play the guitar? No, I don't. I am not <laughs> musically gifted. That is not, that's not where God blessed me. So, okay. It's somebody else's. Okay. So anyway, well, today I wanted to bring to your attention a recent uh, announcement from the U.S. Department of Education. And this is all about $188 million uh, from a bipartisan effort, no doubt, Tim, to increase a nanny state clinch over our schools. Mm. So if you would like to go to that press release, please. I'm and the it reason, 
yeah, the reason why I wanted to bring this up is because it's all being passed off as, oh, we care so much about you. And if you'll remember, anytime you hear the government say, oh, yes, we're from the government, we're here to help, it's you should run and run quickly. But this is to bring about what's known as the Safer Communities Act. Now, wait a minute. I thought this was supposed to be about education. Suddenly, we're roping in who? The entire community. And why would we need to do that, Tim? Uh, for the control, I guess. I don't know. Oh, absolutely. We have to increase that nanny state. We absolutely do. Hang on just a second. Let me... Uh, get over to that. I'm curious, is this going to tie in with these 15-minute cities that we're hearing about? Oh, of course it will, because it makes it the hub. It Mm. tells you here we're going to, okay, we have $188 million, Tim, across 17170 grantees in over 30 states to increase access to school-based services. So this is where we're, you remember how Anita Hogue and Charlotte Iserbeet were warning us for years about the school becoming the hub? This really ramps that up. It absolutely does. Well, it's not just, it's not just services, it's mental health services. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because we all have to be diagnosed with something because if we're, if we're not medicated. That way you can be put on your SOMA, huh? Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) It says here that they're also competitive grants. So one more time, we see the the government having the states and all these entities tied to the states fighting each other for these precious dollars. Now, what's wrong with that? Well, the Fed shouldn't be having that money for education in the first place, should they? Thank you. Thank -hmm. you. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. But that is just the tip of the iceberg. Um, again, with all these different services, you're going to have, uh, oh, let's see, you're going to have access to food, health care, housing. So this just involves Department of Agriculture, uh, Health and Human Services, HUD, which is Housing and Urban Development. It's going to tie into labor, of course, because jobs have to be there as well. So this is tying all those unconstitutional uh, agencies that have had their hands into education for so many years. This is just locking that in to make that that big nanny state. Now, the reason why I wanted to, to bring this up is because people keep pointing the finger that it's all the D's fault. Well, I want you to remember back in 2020, I did an article and we did a a show on it. It was where the federal government was overreaching into some of these very same areas under the R watch, but yet it's all the D's fault. And then if you uh, have listened to the latest CPAC, you're going to hear Mr. Orangehead uh, or Donald Trump go, oh, I am your resilience. I am your resolve. I am this. I am that. No, he's not. And if anyone thinks that, well, it stinks so now, and under his watch, again, it's going to get better. I've got plenty of archives here today to prove, even under his watch, even before his watch, how corrupt this whole cycle has been. Because it's been in the works since Charlotte Iserby was warning us or Anita Hogue was warning us. It has not decreased. It has increased. And our present administration is the latest in the kicking the can down the road 
It absolutely is. So I've got plenty of archives in there for you for that. Let's see. It was the big bucks for what? And that was, of course, to show you that it was using the school again to overreach into our communities. Then we also have, um, and if you want to, for those who cannot see what we're looking at, if you would read that quote for everyone, this is from James Madison. Yeah, he says, history records that the money changers have used every form of abuse Intrigue, deceit, and violent means possible to maintain their control over governments by controlling money and its issuance. So this was the very thing that Jesus was kicking the guys out of the mm-hmm. uh, uh, the temple for. I, I don't think it was because they were providing a service for people. I don't think that was the issue. I think it was this issue of control. It was taking advantage of the people. It was right. making a profit off of them just doing those kinds of things that God had required. and uh, And they were taking advantage of the people. Yeah, but you, then that begs the question of who gets to define what a service is yeah. and flesh it out. It's these corrupt departments. It's these unconstitutional departments and all their advisors and all the policy and all the corporations who bought into the government as well. So you have all this swirling around. So, yeah, is it really a service? I don't think so. Mm. I don't think so. I think it's a control mechanism and you should be able to figure that out by now. Yep. Do they really give a big fat rat's bottom over if you do have enough food? I don't think so. I think that's the game that wants to be, or that's the the image that wants to be brought across. But I think it's more about we want to make sure that you get the food that we have said that yeah. you should be eating. Which is not, not real food. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So we also have from 2019, this was featuring uh, from North Carolina, how the dairy industry was having to kowtow to the uh, global agenda. So this was all about that and how uh, state level agriculture was coming into this as well. And again, this is going to morph over into every type of educational choice that's out there, because when you turn the school into a hub, a public school into a hub, and then you go and say, oh, this is for the community. It's going to reach out to every family, whether you're in public education or not. Okay. We also have the Omnibus Agriculture Act that was back in 2018. And if you'll remember, we did a show on that one, Tim, where all the back doors in the name of food It brought in surveillance, if you'll remember that one. So, yeah, we've got all these things coming in under the guise of, oh, we just care so much about you, and we're going to increase this in our states. All right. Now, if you'll look at the updated Healthy Kids campaign, this is from the latest um, administration. Okay. This is not from my archives. This is called Action for Healthy kids. And I want you to see what is in this. This is all about looking at what the government has decided is good for you, not what you and your family have decided is good for you. So let's go to that one. I wanted, there was one particular thing that I wanted to show everyone. And let me see, get on my other screen here. All right, who we are. All right, this will tell you that uh, we have all kinds of team members. I'm over on the Our Team page. It will tell you that we have all kinds of chief executives on here. 
But what do they really do? We don't know. So let's go look and see what they do. This is over on the What We Do tab. Family school partnerships, Tim. Oh, look at this. Effective school partnerships bring together district leaders, school staff, and families to create healthier communities by identifying barriers to family engagement and specific child health needs, then developing and implementing effective and equitable solutions as a team. Our family school partnership model and six-step framework supports communities in being, get this, Tim, change, change agents, agents. Yeah. Mm-hmm, for child health. So let's look at what these six I have steps. a question about sure. that. It, was, this, was this set up under the Obamacare stuff? Oh, yeah. Okay. oh yeah. This has been this has been in the worst. And see, one of the things that people fail to understand is that in the Every Student Succeeds Act, when you gave that huge power increase through a supposed education law to unconstitutional agencies, thirteen and all, which include agriculture and health and human services, this helped bump up that framework that was done. So here is what these the um the six step program is this is um i clicked on the learn more building and maintaining family school partnerships when you build family school partnerships there are four components to ensure sustainable and effective partnerships i want you to listen to the buzzwords in here okay i know we've been over these enough people should be picking up on this Based on your role in this, identify actions that you can take independently or collaboration, inclusive culture, trusting relationships, capacity building opportunities, and dedication of resources. Now, on the surface, those don't sound so bad until you start to unpack what is inclusiveness, who is the defining that who are these trusted people is it really the parents or is it the the school going oh you can't trust mom and dad but you can trust us capacity building that's usually a term that is used for public private partnerships to come in and just leverage you against your neighbor and then dedication of resources well we'll we'll see who gets to have the line shares of those Okay, it goes on to tell you that we have five tips for developing strong, effective family school partnerships. Now, here we have the government telling you for families steps that you should be taking as a family. Not what you and your family decide is good for you or not what your culture has said, hey, this is how we we have families work together. But the government is deciding. Then they come over here and they tell you, "Okay, well, here's what we're deciding for you for the school's role. And then it goes on to tell you, oh, we're going to unite the two, because after all, a united family with school is much better than a family alone or a school alone. Then we have to beg the question, Tim, what is really a school? What was it and what has it become? Because that changes the entire conversation about how these tips are supposed to be applied. This is and this is, again, from the USDA Department of Agriculture. So it goes on to tell you, all right, six steps for healthier school. Hang on just a second. Let me get to my little. Oh, stuff and bother. Here we go. Six steps. So what are those six, six steps? Oh, create a team, Tim. 
oh goody so who's going to be on my team is it going to be my family or is it going to be somebody from the government hang on just a second sure okay oh Okay, and I don't see. I don't know which uh, which page you're on that you're okay this is this is the uh, step one okay that's okay I, if you don't know that's fine but here are the steps okay. gather your team assess and track progress which means data mining create and implement an action plan well again under whose definition and it goes on to tell you find your resources mobilize your community and maintain momentum because after all once the government gets started they can't stop. So okay. that it will be in there for people to just at their leisure, go in and look at. And I would urge everyone to go and look at that, Tim, because that is going to be huge in your community. Now, the next thing that we're going to look at, this is the proposed food standards for schools. Now, what people need to understand about this is that a few years back, and I think this was trotted out in one of the uh, upper western states i want to say utah was uh food standards that were being used to tweak behavioral interventions and so this plays along with this but this is also from the usda this is uh resource number 5a tim this is your comparison chart from what we have to what is being proposed added sugars tops the list okay the current standard is there's none but the proposed standard change is produce based limits for grain based desserts, breakfast cereals, yogurts, flavored milks effective in the school years 25 to 26. So in other words, we're going to grain base everything instead of dairy base or sugar base. And because we're using grains, we're going to become more plant based. OK, weekly added sugar limits must average less than 10% of the calories per meal, effective school year 2027 to 28. So these are the things that are coming. Here we are in 2023, but these are the things they want to do. So do you see they're starting to shift just under that one thing? But the next one is milk. And we see over in the UK where we have producers who are being forced to dump real milk because after all, there's so much issue with real milk. Oh, we we have it here. Oh yeah, we do. We, we absolutely had, do. A couple of years ago, we had a uh, an article that just went viral. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think it was in I want to say it was in Michigan. A mm -hmm. farmer up there they they required him to dump out thousands of gallons of raw milk and get rid of tens mm -hmm. of thousands of eggs. Oh And yeah. it's just it's criminal, is what it is. But the state was doing yeah. that and forcing that on them. Absolutely. Well, the current standard for milk right now says allows flavored and unflavored for all grades K through 12. And then in parentheses, only fat free and low fat milks are allowed. Requires unflavored milk to be offered at each school meal service. And then, of course, it tells you the regulations. Then it goes on to tell you now in the proposed standards to update all this. Two options, my dear both of which would include the new added sugar limits going back to grain-based plant-based okay for flavored milk and maintain the requirement that unflavored milk is offered at each meal service goes on to tell you that option number one will do this for k through eight and then grades nine through twelve or k through five and six through twelve now what this 
doesn't say is how the community is also present at the table at each of these meal services, but that's how they're getting around this. Each meal service doesn't necessarily mean it's just for those in the school cafeteria who attend that school. Okay, this goes on to break it down for grains and sodium and all the other things. So yes, go back and look at those proposed standards and then go look at what uh, the agenda is for you are what you eat and where we're being steered to to get to everything that's plant-based because after all meat is bad and uh you know we'll just move on from there lynn this one right here this is what cracks me up look at this the professional standards state Mm -hmm. agencies could allow medium or large leas what's the lea Okay, local education agency, which doesn't necessarily mean your school board. It could Uh be any after-school program, any any organization that can quasi say, hey, I'm part of education. It would go into those after-school clubs. Wow. Think about about some of those we've reported on, Tim. Think about those. Yeah. Okay, LEAs are, and this is what people miss is the thing oh well when you talk about local education agencies you're talking about my school board nope talking about any any service that your local school has as a partnership that's an lea so if your if your school has a local partnership with a business guess what they're a local education agency they can get in on this funding they can get in on these services if and this was why the hub was so important to implement this is why it's so important to keep it going well the the obvious question though is what it's saying here it says allow these leas to hire an individual without a bachelor's or associate's degree Mm -hmm. as a school nutrition program director if they have at least 10 years of school nutrition program experience and i'm just like what is this thing about allowing one the state allowing anybody to do anything that's the first question i have right and then the second is why do you have this going on if these guys are going with a top down kind of approach of telling you what you're going to have in your school what you're not going to have in your school well here's one thing and i'm just going off years of research here it's probably a cya moment for the government um, and that would be cover your backside in polite language. Um, it's also going to open the door because they're saying, okay, you don't have to have a degree. This will go into all those credentials and those uh, things that we've seen. So think about how we've done it with teachers. You don't necessarily have to have a degree anymore, Tim, to teach. As long as you got that credential interesting, that, that can be data tracked, Oh, you can stand up and teach, whether you're truly qualified or not. Now, the danger with food here is that when you look at the government idea of what is healthy, it across the board does not allow for anyone with any sort of sensitivity or allergy. I mean, if you look at the food pyramid as it stands and you look at the bottom of it, it's all those grains. Well, guess what? There are a lot of people out there who have issue processing the grain. There's something missing in their uh, GI tract to help break that stuff down. I happen to be one of those people. It's not anything that I've done. It's just how I was made. 
It's taken me years to find out that if I limit those or avoid them altogether and stick with fresh fruits and fresh vegetables and avoid things like that and then add in my proteins, I am much healthier and my body works much better. But when you look at what the government is saying to feed yourself, it's not going to be so that you can be at your best. It's going to be so that you can be in a managed state. Yep, that's exactly right. That's what now this is what Kate was talking about when she mentioned mm -hmm. sugars and stuff. She talked about mm -hmm. not only does it bring your immune system down, but it affects other parts of your body as well. So right. I think that you're exactly right. It's a means of uh to an of, end. Yeah. Yeah. It, exactly it absolutely is. is. Now, um, we'll have that for everyone. Now, while May is not upon us yet, we're still in March. I want everyone to be looking ahead at this because May is known as National Mental Health Awareness Month. And I have a link for you guys to, you know, go back and look at that. But I want everyone to understand that we have a brand new session in Congress, the 118th. Okay. And I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, eighteen bills, Tim, that the one hundred and eighteenth has just trotted out that will tie right in to May and its mission. And here they are. I've got them listed for everyone and I'm not going to have, we're not going to have, take the time to look at everyone. I'll just tell you in the archive, you're going to see where I give you the link to access every one of these 18 bills on your own. I want you to go back and look at these and this is at congress.gov. And then of course you type in your subject matter and I've got that link for everyone. So you don't even have to reinvent the wheel. You just click on the link and you can go there. But here's what we have here. Now, <clears throat> HR 46, this is mental health access and guns. This involves the Department of Justice, Health and Human Services, as well as the Social Security Administration to increase access and share data, Tim, with the National Instant Criminal Background Check. Okay, there's even uh, a report on the congressional record that I will link everyone to so they can see this particular crisis that is being attached to this particular bill. So you can read what Congress is planning and wanting to do so that you can get in touch with your local representatives and senators to say, I agree or I disagree. And here's why. OK, <clears throat> we also have a Congress report for the national mental health crisis as well. So you can see that as well. All right. While you're scrolling through that, I'm going to press on. OK, H.R. 774. This is mental health of your educators and staff, Tim. This will address educators, behavioral health and well-being of the staff. And this goes from the principal all the way down to the janitor and the lunch lady. This will give a power increase to help the human services as well as education. And notice they didn't use the word teacher. And why is that? Because in the Every Student Succeeds Act, it said that while all education had to be aligned to the same post-secondary readiness standards, that all educators had to be credentialed to teach those. Now, why did they not use teachers? Because the government redefined who an educator is. And that was an umbrella move to encompass those who are outside the public school system. So watch out, families, because this is another back door. All right, HR 822. This is the Student Mental Health 
hotline helpline, Tim. This will give the Health and Human Services competitive grants to any agency in your state that's related to the public, the public health, or the public health, uh, the public education system. And if you don't think data tracking will be involved in that one, then you need to see uh, my waterfront property in Siberia. Okay, the Brave <laughs> Act and the Respect Act. These are going to target our veterans. And uh, it's just absolutely horrible what is in these bills. It absolutely is. And that's really going to be another topic for someone else who's been in the military. If you have any of your guests who could speak to those, those are the Brave Act and the Respect Act. Those will be in the archives, Tim, so you can access those. All right. S. Uh, this is from the Senate. Five, excuse me, four, five, six. This will authorize non-medical counseling by mental health professionals for military families. Think about that one. Non-medical counseling by mental health professionals for who are military families. So if we're not, if we're not getting them while they're serving our country, we're going to get them after they serve our country. Yep, that's exactly what's going on. Okay, these sister bills, there's one in the Senate, one in the House. This is Senate Bill 24 and House Bill 516, fighting homelessness through housing and services. This will encompass education and workforce training available at your local school. So in other words, one of those services through your community. And of course, making it safer will be roped into there as well. Okay, this will uh, help also redefine what an educational service is. Okay, HR uh, 635, expanding access to mental health services. This will amend the Social Security Administration, Tim, to permanently enlarge and embed telehealth as well as impact how our Medicare dollars are spent. And if we'll remember anything about the Every Student Succeeds Act, the Title I funding was recalculated so that schools could double dip both as a school under the education umbrella and under health care through Medicaid. So they're double dipping, which if you look uh, at the federal statutes and the federal laws and the state laws, that is absolutely illegal and immoral. But uh, these bills are going to increase access. All right, let's keep going here. Um, do, 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 do. Okay, we have HR 773, Homelessness and Behavioral Health Care Coordination. This will use the Department of Housing and Urban Development to help create a continuum of care and restructure our infrastructure and prop up the use of N-A-L-O-X-O-N-E which is uh, a narcotic that is used to treat uh, opioid dependency as well as other purposes. Interesting. Yeah, so we're going to make a continuum of care. Now, here's the thing. The government already has a continuum of care, but this is one of the first times I've seen where they have blatantly said, okay, we're going to use housing and urban development, and we're going to come hmm. in and we're going to use behavioral care now to rope into this but why pick on that one drug need to watch that one okay all right uh s198 this is the rural health clinic burden act this will amend the social security act 
to modernize under Medicare all rural health clinics. You might want to see what your Medicaid dollars and Medicare dollars are going to before you get behind that one. All right, HR 670. This one is awful. The Thinking Differently Database Act. This will amend our Public Health Care Act, Tim, and give Health and Human Services a way to establish a clearinghouse of data collection on those with intellectual disabilities. You'll want to think about how much fun that's going to be for everyone and what happens to all this uh, universal health screening. That's going to play right into it. But again, that was given to us under the uh, Every Student Succeeds Act through those behavioral health interventions, the universal screening. That's why the Title I recalculation to double dip into Medicaid was so important because you went from shifting it to those who might have an intellectual disability to assuming everyone has one. Okay, we have one. This is HR 305. This is the One School, One Nurse Act. And this will authorize the Department of Education, Tim, competitive grants to give your local education agencies at least one registered nurse per school. And it will absolutely use schools as the hub. And when I give you the link to that one, or, or when you go to look at that one, there are different points that this particular bill lays out. Number six is the one that will be the smoking gun there saying, yes, we're using the school as the impetus to, to pull all this off. Okay, but think about this registered nurse. Is that a traditional registered nurse or one that's been hurried up through this uh, dumbed down system? Got to think about that. Okay, now let's see here. The other one. Oh, the reason I want to go back to the Think Differently Database Act, and here's why this is really a Trojan force. This is said in the bill, it could become the model for national activities as they relate to, in, to thinking differently. Think about that. Anyone who doesn't conform. This is a Medicaid Trojan horse is what this one is. And that is the HR 670. You know, what's interesting, Lynn, is that, mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> you know, Bradley and I have both said, you know, us not dealing with uh, with these things properly with our representatives right. leads to what Amos would say six three is coming to our front door. If we put off the day of evil, we put yeah. it off and we don't deal with it. It's going to come to our front door. I mean, they're literally coming in the house. Oh, yeah, with absolutely. But and, and they've done that through the uh, family ambassadors that the Department of Education has set up. So, yeah, that is. But I wanted people to have this information so they can go back and look, because while I can affect change here in my local area, I cannot in yours. But you can. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Let me let me um, let me just bring in this one thing here, because sure. we uh, one of the things that, that we do is we not only point out these problems here, but but again, it goes back to parents. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, we played some stuff. I think, if I remember correctly, Bradley played one of, of a lady. She was one of the ladies. She had a boutique or a salon or something during the COVID stuff out there in California. Wow. And she opened up and was fined all, you know, I don't know, 10000 This is a ridiculous amount of money and all this stuff. Right. Uh, and now she has this little thing. I think it's called 
Patriot Barbie or something. I don't know. She's got okay. her name's Lindsey Graham. That's what that's how I remembered her because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, obviously Lindsey Graham here in South Carolina, and he's about as feminine as she is, I guess. But you know, she gets up and and she makes this display about a cat suit and stuff. But then you know she's turning around and sending her kids right back into that system, even though she's called it out and saying you're indoctrinating our kids. But I'm going to send you know my kids back there tomorrow after I tell you guys off about your indoctrination. So you know one of the things that we always do here for those who don't know is we point people back to scripture. And mm-hmm. whose responsibility is it to educate children? It is the parents' responsibility to educate children. So if you are in that system. Especially if you see that it's bad, you go with Tim, I can't do this, that, and the other. I want to encourage you with this. The Bible says, thou shalt love the Lord. This is Deuteronomy 6, verse 5. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy soul, with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children, and shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, and when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. And thou shalt bind them for a sign upon thine hand, and they shall be as frontlets between thine eyes. And thou shalt write them upon the post of thy house and on thy gates. And the reason is, is because God didn't want these children growing up forgetting him. And what he had mm-hmm. done for their parents. He wanted the parents to pass along. This is Psalm 78, uh, practical, practically speaking, where we tell of the wonderful works of God in history, not just in the Bible and not yeah. just in our own past, but uh, our own our own history, say, here in America or since Christ. But we're telling about even what he's done in our lives. We're relaying mm-hmm. those things to our kids so that they understand God is not just a God who's written about in uh in the scriptures but he's a true and living god he is one who hears us he sees and he is at work in our midst and so this is the this is the thing lynn we know the ninth and tenth amendments pretty much say feds anything we didn't give you authority for in article one uh section eight there you don't have authority to be writing law and funding talking about nothing and yet education is one of those areas and where they're doing and they pressed it on. And for people who don't know, I highly recommend, again, the little book. You can get it for about four bucks for Kindle or read it on your PC or your phone or something from Amazon called On Secular Education by R.L. Dabney. And he'll tell you what they were forcing on the South. Right. The North was going to force. And that was public education. And I'll tell you, when you read it, it's like the guy. He can logically see where it's going to go. And mm-hmm. it is to enslave the kids and it is to bring crime in the midst of it. it, it the whole thing is almost yeah. surreal to read it. And this guy's writing in the 1850s. This is part of why we, we've got to break from that system and right. take our responsibility back as parents and say, whatever it costs me, if I got to quit going to school for this job, if I got to you know, find another way to do this, if I got to cut off certain bills that I'm paying or certain things mm-hmm. that I'm doing that's just entered, I got to do it in order for my children, then we need to make that choice and and repent, as it were, and do the right thing uh, for our kids and in the sight yeah. of God. Yep. And remember, this includes food and health care. Um, you know, we're supposed to feed our own, even if we struggle, we're supposed to. But, you know, I know a lot of people are are relying on food banks or, you know, the government. And my word of warning would be watch out because you're letting the government provide instead of the Lord. And that's not what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to let the Lord provide, even if we have to do without for just a little bit. But um, 
that's what I have for everybody today, Tim. Okay. Well, Carol Ann is asking, where are all these from, Mr. Orangehead? No, these were these are <laughs> these are bills that are up this year, Carol Ann. This is these are bills is that have under, been introduced in Congress this year. And and I'm glad that she asked that because no, he didn't start a lot of it. He just picked it up from where the last idiot left it and he passed it on to the current idiot and that current idiot will either continue it on or we'll we'll see who whoever picks it back up but uh no this has been in the works for many many years so it's not and i i'm sorry i didn't make that clear it's not under just one person's watch this has been done for years probably longer than you or i have been alive well, yeah, that's. I think the. I think the the construction of it was happening in the eighteen hundreds. I think that's where yeah. they were setting the stage for yeah. it. And it just takes a lot of time because you had a people who, in large measure, educated themselves. Mm -hmm. They 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 would have they would either teach themselves to read and write, or they would uh, uh, they would have uh, the families would have a teacher come in, and they would that teacher was accountable to the to the families to the parents. And those teachers would teach the children, much like you see with um, Little House on the Prairie, that kind of thing. Yeah. And so you, you, that was, it was very controlled by the parents. And uh, I remember even as a kid, I read a lot from uh, a lot about uh, men. You know, I can remember reading the propaganda about Abraham Lincoln. You know, it's mm -hmm. kind of fascinating us. And it's like none of these guys could ever do anything wrong. That was the thing that was, that I look back on now, like, what in the world? Uh, you know, Washington, all these guys in the past and how many of them would teach themselves uh, to read or to write and, and, and things of that nature. And then, of course, we had that little book, uh, the New England Primer, which if mm -hmm. people have not seen that, if you don't have one of those for your, for, your ki for your kids or for your house, even if you don't have kids, you ought to get one to see the history of how children were taught in America, because, mm -hmm. uh, boy, it is completely Bible based, that little book. And uh, they learned their ABCs based off of things out of the Bible. Uh, yeah, you could use it to teach those around you in your right. community. You yep. could use that to, to help uh, make a, a bit of difference. I mean, my goodness, there are so many things that we could, that we could do. We just have to think independently and creatively and then find people who are like-minded because that's the key to doing local change is not going out there by yourself because this, this beast is so wicked and so, out there that you will be gobbled up. You have to go in number because there's safety in number. Mm. Amen. Amen. Well, Lynn, so, we got about uh, four four minutes here, four and a half minutes or so. Okay. And I know there's a big announcement that we need to go ahead and make uh, yep, this we week. And yep, guys, we it's it's a sad announcement, but uh, I'm going to turn it over to you to to lay that out. Okay. All righty. Uh, this is my open letter. Okay. Now, Tim and Bradley have already received this, but I am going to read it as I wrote it, okay? Dear Tim, Bradley, and the rest of the Sons of Liberty staff, family, and audience members, it is with mixed emotions that I announce my departure from the entire Sons of Liberty entity. Who knew that five years ago, I can't believe that, Tim, that Tim would reach out to me and appear, uh, ask me to appear on one of Bradley's call-in shows. And who knew that this would develop into a weekly dedicated show? I certainly didn't, but God grew it and has prospered it into one of the best things I have ever done. So thank you. I also didn't expect to have such a loving audience or a wonderful friendship come out of all these outtakes after the record button has been pushed. 
The amount of accountability from the audience was also something which I have grown to rely on to keep me better at researching and reporting. And as we all face the year of our Lord 2023, I feel that it is a great time to share that God has opened some new doors for me. Requests to host more shows have opened up. I'm being asked to create more presentations, both domestic and foreign. So that lets you know that our message, Tim, has gotten too well outside of America, Amen. which I think is great because yeah. we, as we've seen with Kate's show, we're seeing the same thing happen everywhere. Yes. So let me get back to where I was. Okay. Uh, to help open. Okay. So let me see. I'm being asked to create more presentations, both domestic and foreign, to help open the eyes and hearts of parents everywhere. This is both myself as Common Core Diva and as part of the team, the Liberty Bells with Suzanne Hamner. These presentations take dedicated times and blocks of energy. I'm still healing from my breast cancer and my routine is now hardly standard. I must take more breaks during the days now than ever. I have to preserve my strength and it's not an easy task with such a hectic schedule. And as such, I will need to devote my time and all my resources to number one, staying healthy and then devoting my time to these new efforts that God has placed in there for me. Because if I don't take this where God has led me, then I'm a fool. I hope that the entire Sons of Liberty family will continue to follow my dedicated research, my outspokenness, and my media appearances, both in person and online. So in other words, invite me to your area. <laughs> okay. I know that I will continue to rely on your prayers of protection for my family as I will continue to pray for yours. We are interconnected as a godly family, and I do cherish that. So as of next week, March 15th, that will be my final appearance on Rotten Wednesday, Rotten to the Core Wednesdays. And I want you to look up Galatians 6.10, and that's what I want to leave you with. I also leave you with the task of continuing to call out, I hope everybody's ready for it, say it with me, the BS and horse hockey as you see what's going on in your area and that you help me both as the Common Core Diva and as part of the Liberty Bells. And this is with all my heart that I leave you guys with this. So next week, what I would like for you guys to do, if there's something you've ever wanted to ask me or something you've ever wanted to talk about, but you haven't brought it up in our five years, or you want to tell me, hey, this is what I've been able to learn in our time together, because you have been my students. I have taught you well, and it's time for me to go teach others. Let Tim know ahead of time. And uh, we'll address those on my final show, because I tell you what, it's been a up and down uh, journey, Tim, but I wouldn't have missed it. Amen. Amen. Well, Lynn, we are blessed to have had you. <clears throat> and uh, it's going to be a don't sad goodbye. Do don't, don't you do it. <laughs> but a lot of people, a lot of people in here in the chat. So we I love know. you, Lynn. We'll miss you. I okay. wish you the best. And uh, Lynn will be around. Maybe we can have her on the show here. We can do a show together and uh, do some of those things. Bradley be with you at 3 p.m. Eastern. And uh, Lord, we'll be back with you in the morning, 6 a.m., bright and early. Talk to you then. See you.